I wanted to create a solution, right? Instead of for a growing problem, mm -hmm. that is my way of combating a pandemic of mental illness. I now have a platform. I was already working on it beforehand. So I mean, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna talk about loving yourself. I refuse to be uh, the puppet that has to speak every time there's a race issue. No, I'm, I'm Mike Johnson, I'm a grown ass man. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna speak on what I wanna speak about. Race is a part of what I wanna speak about. I'm Mike Johnson, I'm gonna do what I wanna do all yeah. the time. Not, not be the voice strictly for black folk or white folk or Indian folk. I'm gonna speak on what's right. Last night we have, we had our our Cincinnati Enquirer interview. I said Cincinnati Times before, but it's actually the Cincinnati Enquirer. Okay. Enquirer. And how yes. did that go? Um, it was kind of hilarious. They did like a sit down interview. He did a great job, <laughs> but it was fun. Like we did an interview. They took pictures of us. It literally felt like we were doing engagement photos. That's so funny. So and wait, I, how did he handle the interview, Nick? He did great. Like, he answered them really well. Like I, he said he doesn't really like interviews because he's had to be interviewed for like football before, and he actually had an accident in his college oh, yeah. that um, he went through. So he got a lot of interviews for that. He's not a big fan of them, but he did great. It was just funny because we were in this garden area in some part of Ohio, I don't really know, somewhere in Cincinnati, but there was at least like five other couples having either wedding photos, engagement photos, just- That's so funny. Um, and I get a little nervous with all this because a lot of our relationship has been very public. And I mean, I've been like taking him along the ride and trying to like talk talk with him as each step is taken because I get nervous being like so open about a relationship when it is so new right. and it is my first but he seems to be okay so far so good good and in the first week we were dating or officially in person there was an Us Weekly article about it and all of his friends found out about it so he was getting like constant texts and constant like dms and all these followers and people reaching out to him so i think it was a little overwhelming and probably not fully what he what he expected it wasn't what i expected either so it's a dance like i want to be open i want to share my life with people because i feel the more i do that the more i'm able to help others and show them more of myself and be like myself in a social media whatever aspect mm -hmm. which is good but then sometimes because of that you are more vulnerable vulnerable to opinions and totally especially in a relationship. So it's like a dance that I'm trying to figure out. Totally. I feel like you guys are tackling all the challenges together right now, which is great. But at the same time, I don't think it's wrong to have a conversation and be like, so what are our boundaries? Like, where are we comfortable sharing stuff? And where do we want to like draw the line? You know, just so like both yeah. people are cool with it. But so far he seems like really cool with everything. And like, yeah. he's seeming to enjoy like doing the interviews with you and stuff. So I don't see you guys having any problems down the line, honestly, yeah. with this. I think the only thing that he might have like reservations about is me talking openly about our sex life, which I feel like I've not really done necessarily. Yeah, so I don't think you have. That might be the line, but he's he is pretty open, which I feel really lucky about because I feel like this year, especially I've just pushed myself to be more open because my entire life I've just been closed off and very like close to the chest, but I yeah. feel the best way for me to help and serve others is to open myself up a little bit more to other people. So yeah, he is a part of that. I love that. Yeah. I totally understand not wanting to talk about sex. That's something so intimate and private. It's so individual, individual to each couple. The only time I actually remember like a celebrity couple talking about sex in the news was, I think it was Julianne Huff and her 
husband, but they weren't talking about actually sex. They were just like, yeah, we like different things. So we went to the sex therapist and mm-hmm. figured out how to please each other. But it wasn't like they were giving intimate details of like yeah. actually went on in the bedroom. But that's totally respectable. Yeah, I think there's ways to do it. And I'm learning as I go along, but it sometimes <laughs> can be overwhelming because you make a TikTok and 1.5 million people see it and you're like, oh, <laughs> they all just read all of our DMs. Um, Is that really how many uh, views you got on TikTok? Yeah. Holy shit. Out of control. Out of control. Yeah. Um, it was also funny too, but you live and you learn. <laughs> he was like, maybe just don't do that again. Like, don't um, <laughs> what, wasn't, show <laughs> Wasn't he the one that like encouraged you to do yeah, it? Yeah, he did. And then <laughs> I we need, I don't know how to work TikTok, TikTok and didn't realize that you could pause the videos and you can screen record and people were straight up screen recording the, the video once they people were commenting that you could do that and we're straight up straight screen recording and reading all of it i'm like wow we're all really bored in quarantine damn what are you gonna do to get a life <laughs> <laughs> and i've i've gotten to the point where i can't even look at the comments anymore because everyone has a fucking something to say they're like oh i hated you on the show you were the worst I'm like oh get, over get the fuck out of here yeah. like i can't so i just stopped looking it helps yeah you have to mental. have a really thick skin for that yeah. huh how do you think you would handle being in a public setting, public eye. That's a good question. That's a good question. Actually, after we talked with Olivia yesterday, I was talking to my brother and and we were talking about that, you know, how she kind of didn't go on social media because she was villainized and stuff. And I don't really know how I would deal with it. I feel like I have all of the tools and set to handle it in the healthiest way possible. Like I have my therapist, I have like, you, I have my friends, I have people Mm -hmm. that have gone through it before. So you never really know what to expect. You never really know how people are going to be mean, but I feel like I have the tools and I think I'd be okay. Yeah. I think that you definitely do. And I think the thing that is most important going into these shows is not having an expectation of how it's going to go right? and just kind of taking the experience for what it is and don't compare like your results or what happens to you as compared to other people that are on your show or whatever show it is, because right. that can, that can be like a really big yeah. thing too. When you see like this girl got that, this girl is getting this time. It's, it's, it can be a lot mentally. So just keeping that strength and just like knowing For like sure. whatever your journey is, yeah, is what it was meant to be. It's so true. Like you forget, you have to like not take anything personally and the producers, it's not that they don't like you. They're just, mm-hmm. they have a show to run. I'm sure there's so many moving parts, but yeah, well, hopefully we'll get you on a TV show. So you can, hopefully you can understand the feeling because it is <laughs> one of a kind. I will say that. So Matt James is now the bachelor and they, he's best friends with Tyler Cameron, who was on Hannah Brown season. Yes. And they've been hanging out a lot because they're best friends. But recently, after he was announced, they've been having like parties in Florida where uh, they're both, I think, where Tyler's from. And it's like uh, all the two of them partying with like 20 girls, just everyone's in bikinis, having a good time, which he's a young guy, obviously. But I'm wondering if Bachelor was gave him any rules as far as like how he should act in the meantime because he's already the bachelor but he's not going into that world until september maybe right now he's going around having his like single life which is totally fine he's allowed to do it he is single right but it kind of sends a weird message it does send a weird message especially because you have like claire on the other hand who's taking it super seriously and is actually disqualifying guys who aren't taking it seriously mm-hmm. well she had a problem with matt from the beginning because he was one of her guys and he, she got mad at him because he had made a cameo for raising money for the robin hood foundation 
and she was like, well, if you're already making cameos, then you're here for the wrong reason, essentially. And then he clapped back and was like, well, actually, I already have a following and I'm doing this for charity. So bye. It was not a good situation. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't know if he's like, well, this is the last time I'm going to be single. So I might as well like fucking yeah. party it, it up. up. <laughs> but it's weird because you can see it happening and from a girl going on that season. I don't know. There's no rules in saying that you have to be right. so, so single right before right. you go on. As long as <laughs> just, you're single before. That's really Yeah. It just doesn't send the best message that you're it's a, I, yeah, I really agree. <laughs> respectful ready. of the title. <laughs> that and you're that you're ready receiving. and that you're like yeah. ready to find the one. I mean, that's the whole point of The Bachelor, right? So like, yeah. especially because he will be the first black bachelor so that he are, in itself has a lot writing on He's going to have a lot of eyes on him. A lot of opinions are going to come from it. Which is so, kind of which kind of sucks, right? Because yeah. it, it, in reality, it should just be, oh, he's just another guy. But mm-hmm. sadly, he is That's the first. the world that we live in. Yeah. yeah, sadly, he is the first Black Bachelor. And I feel like that just adds pressure on top because, like, if he fucks up, people are going to be like, oh, like, they're going to have something to say about it. Mm-hmm. When in reality, come on, look at all the other Bachelors. Yeah. Many of them have fucked up, right? But it's like it adds pressure now because mm-hmm. he's the first black guy to be, which, yeah, I I feel for him. I which is almost makes me respect it a little bit more that he's just still living his life and yeah. not really thinking he's about like, it too much. like, fuck you guys. I <laughs> yeah. don't care. Maybe I'm, he's doing it. it right. Maybe he's Maybe. doing it right. We have Mike Johnson on today. He is also one of my former ex-boyfriends from Paradise. He is an awesome guy. He has a great story. He's a very big advocate for relationships and he has all these IGTV videos about self-love and finding the right person for you and a lot of things that we like to discuss so we're really excited to have him on yeah yeah I want to kind of catch up with him see how he thinks about a lot of the latest in Bachelor Nation and just see what he's up to he's coming out with a book what's the book gonna be about I guess we can ask him I guess we're gonna ask him because I'm not fully sure I'm assuming a lot of what a lot of the things that he talks about like self-confidence self-love and all that good stuff because he's really great on speaking on it so without further ado here is Mike before we go just make sure that you guys like share subscribe review share this episode with your friends and give us five stars because it helps us get awesome guests on like Mike Johnson so here he is Hi. Hello. Are you in um, Texas? I am right now. I go to Denver tomorrow. Are you from Texas? Where are you from? I'm from Dallas or specifically Grand Prairie, Uh, but people don't know Grand Prairie, so I just say Dallas. Okay. I've lived all over the world when I was a kid. Oh. Yeah. Was that when you were growing up? I thought that was from the Air Force that you were all over. Well, the Air Force as well, but like I went to a bunch of elementary schools mm-hmm. I, uh, like from Germany to Washington, Arizona. Damn. I didn't realize that. Yeah. All over. Do you have, do you have siblings? No. Right. It's you're an only child. You don't remember none of this. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys Actually, like waited, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I do remember a lot. I remember who you like some key things that we can bring up later, but no, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Wait, are I'm you just trying child? to No, I have a younger sister. She's 29. Oh, okay. So she's not young. She's about to be 30 this year. How old are you? Is she one of your queens, though? It's your mom and your grandma. No, my sister's definitely one of my queens. Okay, I didn't know if you included her in that, in the queendom. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Because whoever she gets with, they're going to be a part of our kingdom as well. And they need Mm. to be a great person also. So she's definitely a queen. Are you a prince or a king right now? 
Oh, good question. Well, that's, I've never heard that before. <laughs> to, be, to be a king, do I need my queen? Or is yeah, it, yeah maybe a you're king? a prince right now, and then once you get your queen, you'll be a king. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we could we could we could level up together. Like that. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for being here. Um, we're so excited to talk to you. I know I've been like basically stalking you to get on this thing, no. but also congratulations that you are no longer under Bachelor Nation contracts. It's like a celebration <laughs> in itself. Oh yes, yes, I, yes. Mike and I kept getting season desist towards the end there a few times by um, the legal team from Bachelor. So, what does that mean exactly? Like you can't do anything and without their approval type of thing. Yeah, you have to send basically everything that you do, like ads, anything you have to send to them before to they them. let you do them and they never get back to you. So then you end up doing it anyways, and then they <laughs> cease and desist you, and then you're like, fuck, like, damn. So oh, damn. yeah, what do I do? Let's just go back to the beginning then. We want to hear all about you, your life, how you've come to be this like smiley, amazing person that you are. You talked about your childhood already, but I want to go back to when you were in the Air Force and what that experience was like for you and what made you want to join the Air Force. Yeah. So I talk about it a little bit in my book, but I'll say uh, I was doing a lot of bad things that my mom definitely wouldn't approve of if she knew. She'll, she'll know soon, but um, <laughs> I just was going down a path that was like some stupid shit, to be honest. I was being a follower. I was uh, mm -hmm. doing illegal things. I was, but I was smart enough to know. I was that dude in the crew that was like, I know better, but I'm not doing better, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just, you know, had a long-term vision. If I would have kept down that path, I would be like in jail right now. So that wasn't what I wanted to do, obviously. So I asked my uncle, what would make me a man the fastest? Well, I said, what would be the best direction? I gave him four options. He said to me, what would make me a man the fastest? And so I chose mm. the difference. Wow. What were the other three options? To be a massage therapist. Interesting. <laughs> I, thought that was just, I thought that was a cool job at the time. Yeah. Um, to go to school full time and join the Air National Guard because of benefits or to be a massage therapist and go to school. Hmm. Like, I just, but I, I stopped going to college because I refused to go in debt to further my education. Like, mm. yeah. no offense to anyone, but for me, that shit wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, it's not for everyone. And I think it's cool that you like knew what you wanted and you were like, cool, I'm gonna level up, I'm gonna be a man and here's my, here's my path. It was a great path. I was so happy to go to the Air Force because I was so ignorant. People don't realize how ignorant they are when They've only lived in one place. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying ignorant in a derogatory term. It's just the definition of ignorance, right? You just have lack of knowledge. And so when I joined the Air Force, it was a complete culture shock. Like I'm seeing people do weird ass dances and listen to music that I've never heard before, watch TV shows I've never heard before. And it was a culture shock in such a good way. I found mm -hmm. out how other people think and how their brains react because when you are in a bubble of your city, of your subculture in this entire world, you think a certain way. And then when you get around other people, you may be able to see their perspective. So I thought that was really cool. What part of that experience do you think made you into the man that you are? I was the shit. I was like that dude on in the military. Uh, really? my, first, my first base, I was like, the person that you want your son to be like in the military, right? And then I got in trouble. In the military? Yeah, I got in trouble. 
and I remember, I'll never forget. I'll, it, like, I, I don't, I'm not very emotional. People were getting mad because I didn't cry on The Bachelorette or in Bachelor in Paradise, which I'm like, bro, come on, like. Like, make me cry. Give me a reason. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to fake nothing. Like, give me a reason. You feel me? Um, and so I'm not a very emotional person, but I got in trouble one time in the military. And I remember this lady and her two kids. I was like, this shit, remind you, everyone on base knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And this lady had her two young kids and she saw me down the aisle and her kids said, is that yellow six? Cause I did, I had put like some show and I used to be, I used to dance and I was super, super skinny. And my homies called me yellow cause I'm light skinned. And so yellow sticks cause I'm skinny. And the kids were like, is that yellow sticks? And the mom grabbed her kids and took them down a different aisle really quickly. No. And that broke my heart. I mean, that legit broke my heart. I went home. I was in Portugal at the time. And that night, uh, I called my mom, which I don't, I'm not one to like show emotion like that. And I called my mom in the middle of the night, 2 a.m. She didn't answer. But then, thank God, my homegirl came over. Uh, and like on a non-sexual way, I just held her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just needed somebody to hold. And that moment changed my life forever. Right now, people have a, a perception about me because I'm the dude that always smiles, right? Mm-hmm. But if I were to mess up and do one thing wrong, people will shit on you. So for me, I just know to always be positive and make myself happy, love myself first. We were talking about that earlier with um, the pressures that people have when they get to a certain position. And we were talking about in regards to Matt James and how he's been like partying in Florida and people are getting pissed about the fact that he has this role of the bachelor now, but he's still like living the single guy life. And Jenna and I were like, well, isn't that could be almost like him doing it right. Like he's, he has a position. He's not like letting it go to his head. He's kind of like living his life, but then it's also that extra pressure, the fact that he is the first black bachelor now yeah. and there's going to be extra eyes on him. I feel like it kind of puts him in a bad, a hard, a difficult position, right? Because it's like, oh, he's the first black guy to be the bachelor. So it's like some people are like waiting for him to fuck up. Some people are like, oh, let's see how he handles it. Sadly, everyone's like zooming in on him to like see how he handles it. Definitely. When I was like, I think he's doing it right. Just do you until the show and have fun with it. But People don't know. I mean, I know Matt. He's a super good guy, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with someone at a swimming event. <laughs> like, he, it, there's no one saying he's, like, knocking them all down and sleeping with all of them. He just, he's hanging out. He's a dude. He's a dude or a girl. They're just, there's a, an event. They're in South Florida. It's summertime. Yeah. I, I don't, people have their. Yeah, what's own, wrong with that? Parent culture. It's so, Karen culture. <laughs> Karen culture, Karen, cancel culture. Karen culture, right? Like, <laughs> should, should, they, should they have had a mask? Um, yes. Right. Yeah, that's we, the problem with cancel culture. <laughs> yeah, cancel culture is absurd. Like, that's what I was talking to the homie because uh, people were coming at me because of a TikTok that I had did when people legit don't know the situation. Mm-hmm. And people that are like real celebrities, I can see why they get a fuck it, fuck you mindset because yeah. like, after so long, after like all this tension has built up when people, when we really don't know what's going on, they're like, fuck you, bro. You don't know the situation. So therefore, I don't care to explain myself. Yeah, right. I agree. And people always talk about it. And I say people to include myself because before being in this position, I was this person as well. I've, I've looked at 
I could say Kanye, but Kanye, that's a whole new situation, right? That's a, that's a whole different ballgame, yeah, right? Well, but I can look at someone not Kanye, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and judge them when I truly don't know the situation. Yeah. And so I think that we should just know the situation. Like all the DMs that I get for myself is just ridiculous. But right. Matt James, I personally think he's going to be the best bachelor ever because he is the first black bachelor. And the producers mm -hmm. must edit him correctly. Yeah. Yes. Like, must edit him correctly. So I think he's going to be the best Bachelor ever. Yeah, I agree. I have, like, this feeling that it's going to be a really good thing. And I'm – I mean, it's way overdue, but I'm, I'm super excited for it. So you do a lot of, like, love yourself, authenticity type of stuff with your posts and your talks. How did – was that something that from being a vet kind of accumulated from that, your experiences there? Like, how did you – start that journey i was talking to my homegirl Brittany foster i shouted her out um she hit me up on facebook or whatever and uh, i remember when i was in the military i was 21 years old i was a victim's advocate uh what a victim's advocate means is if someone is sexually abused or taken advantage of they can call this number right and someone will come to their aid no matter what no matter what time it is no matter what right and I was the only man, the only male that did it and on the entire base. And I didn't think of it as, oh, I'm the only man that does this. I just looked at it as my sister, my mom, my grandma. And I honestly think I just grew up with all women. So I, I think that I just have a, maybe a bit more compassion. And then when it comes to just being self-love and having authenticity, I just find it hella attractive when a woman loves herself, if I'm like trying to highlight her. Or I find it hella attractive when just when you just care about yourself and you put yourself first and you know your worth. I think it's just it's I'm not gonna say attractive. I'll say it's a it pulls you in, right? Mm -hmm. Odell Beckham, OBJ, he got a lot of self love for himself, right? He cared about himself. He I'm attracted and I'm a he, he captures me, right? Not like in a sexual sense of attraction, but like he captures me. You feel me? Or like mm -hmm. Lizzo, Lizzo when she don't give a damn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He has that confidence. That's attractive, right? I agree. Like, yeah. Taylor Swift, when she stood up for herself, that's attractive, mm -hmm. you know? So, I don't know. I just gravitate. I just keep it 100. Yeah. I like that because you show up as yourself on social media and you are authentic. And it's a hard place to be in because when you go on the show, you're thrust into this limelight, whatever level of that it is. And a lot of people, I feel like, have a hard time to what do they do with it after? Yeah. How did you know, like, this was the route that you wanted to represent yourself in this, like, platform that you have? That's a super good question. Uh, I, I, my other homegirl, Daisy. I'm going to call her all the homies. Love it. All the shout All the homies, because I got love for them all. I talk about this a little bit in my book. One of my homegirls committed suicide, right? Mm -hmm. And I she wasn't the first person to commit suicide. Um, and then I had an ex-girlfriend. She felt some type of way. There was a situation to where it made me take a step back because she was like, she felt fat. And this girl, I think she a goddamn 10. And, <laughs> and she felt some kind of way about herself. And I had learned to like, not be a stupid dude no more. I didn't want to say nothing wrong at all. So I was just there for compassionate listening. And after all, a bunch of situations that happened, this was prior to TV. I wanted to create a solution, right? Instead of for a growing problem. And so Sid, to your question, before going on the show, I was already working on 
something that'll come out later mm-hmm. that is my way of combating a pandemic of mental illness, right? Because my uh, when I was in the military, one of the dudes was like, don't come to me with a problem unless you have a solution. Mm. So I now have a platform. I was already working on it beforehand. So I mean, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna talk about loving yourself because I know I help at least one person at least one time when they go to my page. Yeah, I think that's what matters is not trying to focus on like creating all of this change. It's focusing on that one change, that one person. If you make that difference, like that's all that matters. And I think that you absolutely do that. Yeah, there's a difference. You can see the difference between people who just like post for their ego and the people who are doing it because it fulfills them and they're passionate about it. And to me, that's so much more... I have so much more respect for those people. And I think it's like great. And you don't see a lot of guys. You see a lot of women advocating for self-love and like let's lift each other up. But there's not as many guys that do it. So I think it's something really special. And Sydney, you know, I'm big mental health. I talk about growth mindsets and like emotional intelligence EQ all the time. I think it's so sexy. So I think that's really great that you're doing that. Is there anything else in terms of like mental health that you do for yourself to like keep yourself on track? So smiling. (laughs) So smiling. I I, I wake up and I go, woo! (laughs) Legit, I really do do that. Oh, that's amazing. I just keep I just keep my homies around. My homies are amazing. They keep me in check. They tell me when I'm wrong. They tell me when I'm right. I just I don't have yes men around me. I have some real stand up homies that those are the ones that keep me in check. They really do. Mm-hmm. Just they, it's it's my friends. My friends, my family members. Awesome. They really do. I, I listen to them more than anybody. But I want to backtrack a little bit. Uh, I think one of you has said that are we showing our consistency through my IG? Or through my social media, it's hard because it is. <laughs> like, when people when people say some stupid shit, like when I was on the Bachelorette, people love me because I clap back a lot, mm-hmm. but I do it in such a way that it's not aggressive, but it it was deservingly so. Mm-hmm. And on social media, you can't really be clapping back at people like that because it's the internet, and people they got Twitter fingers, like Drake said, right? <laughs> and it's real. Like someone called me the N word uh, yesterday, right? On my DM. No. And I, oh my god, I, I would come at you some type of way in person, right? Yeah, and, but when I speak online, I have to realize that behind a camera or behind social media, you don't have to have patience, mm-hmm. you can just dismiss somebody so quickly because we live in Karen culture and cancel culture. So, I want you, I want to, that, every single thing that annoys me, I look at it as an educational opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, for example, the Hannah Brown thing, when she said mm-hmm. the N-word via a song. She didn't say it derogatory. She said it through a song. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see the shit. And people came at me saying, I'm not I'm not for the black community or whatever. It took me three times to redo my IG story because the first two times, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I, I'm not paying attention to what everybody doing on the show. And I went off. And then I was like, let me take a step back. So I would say I'm authentic, but it may be a more polished version. Yeah, it's yeah. like, a, it's assertive. It's not, it's just assertive and standing up for yourself, I think. How do you well, feel that now because you have this persona that people are expecting you to comment on every single little bachelor nation or any race thing that happens? I feel like that's not what we signed up for. It's kind of yeah. obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, It is obnoxious. Like, I think of you as a friend, but I don't be checking for your stories every day. Right? Yeah. Right? And it's, I think it's vice versa, you know? Mm-hmm. If you see my story, you see my story. If you don't, you don't like yeah. right. it, you know, the deal. I just want to answer your question about the race thing. Yeah. Um, 
that annoys me so much that Rachel Lindsay has to be mm. the voice of race relations in the Bachelor franchise. Like, mm. and that's a, that's the Bachelor's fault because they don't have uh, it's not diverse as it should be, right? I was just going to say that. Yeah, I refuse to be the the. I'm not going to say that word because it has racial tension, but the uh, the puppet that has to speak every time there's a race issue. No, I'm, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm a grown ass man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to speak on what I want to speak about. Race is a part of what I want to speak about. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm going to do what I want to do all yeah. the time. Not, right. not be the voice strictly for black folk or white folk or any of folk. I'm going to speak on what's right. Right. That's why I almost feel bad for Rachel in some ways because she is expected to speak on every single little thing. And I agree because there's not enough people that are of her position that were given that high of like, is even any people that have gone on the bachelor or bachelorette, like they don't usually, if you're of a certain race, you don't make it that far generally. So she's, there's very few people that even if they have those opinions, have that platform to back it up, to speak on them. So it's unfortunate, but I agree. Like some of it, I feel like she doesn't necessarily have to speak on all of it. Like, can be allowed to not have to like comment right. on every right. single right. thing. Right, right, Yeah. Well, she's an she an attorney by trade, so I think she right. Likes she likes. Yeah. She I mean, I love good. it when she's so good at speaking. She makes yeah. everything. Just, I feel her the mm-hmm. way she speaks. Her like the aura. Like I'm like yes, keep speaking. But you're right. It like must suck to be. Yeah, it's a lot. It's have a lot all of that day. on you. It's not bad to feel good ladies get ready to have prize winning orgasms in the palm of your hand laura de carlo was on good bad behavior recently we had an amazing conversation with her but she is on a mission to create a sexually equitable world their newest award-winning product the bocce mimics the mind-blowing feeling of a mouth anytime you want it Clever microbiotics create the sensation of lips and tongue stroking and sucking, while a unique full coverage design and smooth ridges provide a rhythmic thrumming everywhere you need it. Laura DiCarlo and her team are giving you a chance to win your very own bocce. It's a $160 value. All you have to do is enter your email address. Just go to lauradicarlo.com. That's L-O-R-A-D-I-C-A-R-L-O.com slash good bad to enter for your chance to win a free bocce. And remember, it's not bad to feel good. So then Mike, what on earth made you want to go on The Bachelorette? How did you get there? (laughs) (laughs) I've only seen one episode in my entire life. And that was in 2017 when my homegirl, she was like, you're going to be the bachelor one day. Come over here and watch this show. And uh, she I was knew. like, is she what? I said she knew. <laughs> oh, her, name, her name's Ashley. I'm going to call her everybody. And, uh, <laughs> and I watched that one episode. And then like years later, I had threw my phone. I was at work, financial advisor, threw my phone down. I was like this, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and my homeboy was like, what's wrong with you, bro? I was like... I want like a wifey. I want like the real thing because I was fully over my ex. I want to build a life with someone, right? And my homeboy was laughing for like 30 minutes. He was, his name's Mark. He was just dying laughing. He was like, bro, what guy says that? <laughs> what? He was like, you doing good? You're a decent looking brother. Like, why are you saying that? Who, what's wrong with you? I was like, bro, it's, it is what it is. I'm like, I'm getting older. I think at the time I was like 30, 29. And uh, I'm like, I'm getting older. 
I want to have kids one day, all this stuff. He was laughing. And then we got off that subject. And six months later, he sent me a Facebook link for an audition. Mm. And, and I was off work strange. that day. Yeah. And you went, so you went to the open call? Yeah, I went to the open call. I wore a suit because, like, <laughs> I'm a financial advisor. I'm a little nerd at times. <laughs> I didn't know how I was supposed to look. I'm thinking it's an interview. I brought a book with me because I thought I was going to be there forever. Um, yeah. How to Win Friends and Influence People. I brought that book with me and wore a suit. And I just was, yeah. Wow. So then going on the show, because you wanted to go on there for authentic love and to find a wifey, as you said, yeah. was it frustrating then seeing all the games that you had to play and all the other elements that were a part of it in order to just date Hannah and, and date whoever was your I, bachelorette? I, I've never said this before on pot about this topic. I think it's stupid that I think I told you, Sydney, when we were in uh, in paradise, and I'm going to say this respectfully because I know that you're happy in a relationship, but I thought it was really attractive. You told me that you, were, you weren't feeling Colton no more. Mm-hmm. And you made that decision yourself. That, to me, was very attractive because that shows a lot to your personality. And I think it's stupid, again, going back to that statement of <laughs> don't just be trying to be with a bachelor. If I was a bachelor, and let's say, Jen, you were on there, and you was like... Mike, you ain't all that hot. I think you like a six or a five. I ain't trying to get with you. I don't think your personality, I think you're too loud. Whatever the case may be, right? Let me know that. You feel me? Like, yeah, right. don't be trying to get with me just because direct, you get some clout. Communication, direct. Yeah, yeah. all about so, that. Uh, I feel that. So I think that part is stupid. I think the first thing I said to Hannah, to be honest, and this will prove what I'm saying now to be true. I think the very first thing on my mouth to Hannah was, I had never seen the Bachelor of Colton season, so I didn't know who nobody was. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're really cute. And she was like, well, I'm thankful. Like, thank you. <laughs> it would be weird, like, if I thought she wasn't attractive. So that's how I took it. I'm like, I bet. Looks attract, personality keeps. Step one, we got, we Gucci. She's a very mm-hmm. attractive looking woman, right? And so then it was hard to build on a relationship. But if I wasn't attracted to her, right. nobody would be talking to Mike Johnson now because brother would have been gone quick. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that's the part that would make me mad because I would talk to these girls and they'd be like, oh, he's so this and so that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you're literally making that up because I saw how long you were just talking to him. Like, shut I'm up. It's also, <laughs> it's also a matter of, I think, and this is just my opinion, like knowing what you want and having the strength to know what you like and know what you need and then stand up for it, Sydney, like you did. Some people, I think, get wrapped up in the idea of what they want something to be, but is it actually that? Mm. No. <laughs> no, what you just said, Jen, is that emoji with the dude with the blue face. And got- <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was. That's, that's what that was. Play that. Yeah, so, because okay. essentially this show is an aspect of your life. And I think if you're going to go on it, yes, there's like the pros of like traveling and TV and followers and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, you're there for dating someone and getting like clear on that. I feel like you should utilize that time to really, and I did cl- get clear on what I was looking for. And then by like this, the month I was there, I was like, this guy is not fucking it. Like, no way. So <laughs> I, yeah, that's what frustrates me about being, I, but I guess it's up to everyone that goes on the show. Like you're allowed to do it however you want to do it, but that's why it can get right. frustrating. Yeah. That's, what a, was that's, then- a good, that's a good thing that you're allowed to do it however you choose. Mm-hmm. The, unfortunately, though, I feel like the show kind of sets it up for failure in a lot of ways with the following and the editing and all of that stuff. But editing is I mean, <laughs> people always talk about editing. Like I, I didn't ask for my edit. I, I talk yeah. a lot. 
all you do is see is my smile, but there's a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Editing is, I mean, I'm happy for my edit. (laughs) Then Mike, comparatively to the Bachelorette, to your experience in Paradise, like what happened to you in Paradise? Because I know we talked a lot there and you were, you had a hard time at it. And I think it was because of the the setup and it was different. Like what was the difference for you between the two shows? I didn't like Paradise at all. Yeah, you hated uh, it. He was trying to leave day two, and I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, yeah, I did tell you that. I was, you did. I was like, well, what am I supposed to tell you? <laughs> yeah, I was not with Paradise. I, at all. <laughs> no, he hated it. Um, at all. I was like, oh, God, oh, yeah. Um, for me, it was just, I wish that people could see me when I am fully enthralled into someone. I am not like the way I was on Paradise at all. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm, I'm exuberant. I am like just happy and smiling, and I got. I'm damn sure gonna put some uh, some sweet talk on you and some smooth talk on you. <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm, a, you know, I'm, a, I'm a do. I'm, a, you know, sweep you off your feet. And on Paradise, I just wasn't able to do that. Like Dylan, for example. He saw Hannah Godwin. He knew he wanted Hannah Godwin from the mm-hmm. jump. And so he was all about that, right? And I love that. If I watched the show and it was a, a, one of the ladies that I had wanted, I would have been the same way. But when it's not that way, mm-hmm. then, I, like, again, like we just talked about, I'm not going to – it's hard for me to, like, be myself when I'm trying to get to know someone when I'm not – fully enthralled into everything going on, right? And so yeah. that just is hard. It was, I mean, Sydney, I told you, I was like, what if I left today? Yeah, no, he was freaking me out. Cause I was like, well, I'm trying to get to know you but I'm not gonna force you to stay here for me. Cause I get it. Cause I've been in the same position and I've left. For me, even day one in paradise, you hadn't been there yet but it brought up a lot of insecurities because for whatever reason, paradise felt more competitive and the way that people came into it because they'd already been on a TV show or for whatever reason, they almost came with incentives and like ideas of how they wanted to go, specific women that they were going after. And it brought up a lot of like insecurity and like getting in my head a lot. Did that happen to you when you were there? And then did that play a part on like you're not feeling like yourself in paradise? Um, again, I didn't know who nobody was. I didn't know who none of the dudes were outside of like the dudes from my season. I didn't know who mm-hmm. none of the ladies were. And I don't think it, it didn't hurt me or hinder me. I did feel like it was like high school all over again, though, mm-hmm. because if someone has a big following or if someone, like I knew some of the girls wanted to see who I was because of my season, right? Or if it was Dean who has a big following, someone else, it felt like high school a little bit, but to me personally, that don't phase me because if I want you, I'm gonna holler at you. It ain't gonna touch me at all, but I just hated it. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like in that situation too, there could be some (laughs) ulterior motives. Like you don't really know everyone's motive. You don't, you don't. I remember talking to Chase about a situation I wanna bring up and he just swore I had ulterior motives. Like mm-hmm. swore he swore I did, and I'm like, bro, I'm probably the most hella honest person here. I'm the, I will send myself home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be very transparent. And tell someone I am not trying to further this. I know I won't be on the show longer, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's how it should be. But I could have, and this is some real shit. I could have played it. I could have played someone. 
I could have played into exactly where I know they want, right? Mm-hmm. And broken up with them on the last day. That would have been fucked up. Yeah. That would have been, I'm, I might could have been a lead if I would have had more airtime. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm not going to drag her. I, what, who the hell am I to get engaged and then say no at the end? Who the hell am I to say, I love you, baby, and I mean it? That shit pisses me off. I don't, yeah. I don't care if someone gets offended by me saying that, and that was on, the, and they were on the show. That pisses me off. How you gonna tell me you love me and then break? Yeah, nah. I mean that shows there was only two couples that actually survived that whole season, yeah. and three of them were engaged. So, uh, yeah. So for me, watching the show and seeing, I saw you on Hannah season, then I saw you on Paradise. I honestly feel like I edited you out a lot of it, and I've told you this because you were in the running for being the Bachelor. And I feel like once they decided it was Peter, they were like, well, let's not have America fall in love with him even more. Let's just like delete some scenes. That's my personal opinion. I have no like theory to back it up, but do you feel like that happened to you? Um, I, it was, that's a, that's not, that's a good thought, right? Because let's just be honest, Bachelor Nation, they forget about us, right? If you're not the lead, you get forgotten about. And so if on Paradise, I wasn't aired. It could have been because they would forget about me. I don't think that personally. I think I just mm-hmm. was lame. Personally, um, they, I was just lame. I didn't care to be there. But they are very intelligent at in what they do. I've always said the the people that be that are in control of the Bachelor franchise do a very good job because they've been mm-hmm. doing it for 20 years, right? So whether I felt wronged or individually they still do a good job for the overall end goal they're amazing at what they do they produce they've been in the game since the dawn of time so you were in the running for bachelor and bachelor nation was up in arms when it wasn't you how did you feel about that when it wasn't you because i know you found out at the paradise screen which you already didn't want to be there to begin with and then they also told you there which is a whole other thing how did that feel We'll start there. The Peter time. The Peter time, yeah. Um, As you know, I did not want to be there because I was like, why y'all got me here? Like, I wasn't Blake, Hannah, uh, Dylan, Dean, Caitlin. I wasn't one of the big situations, right? And then they sat me in the same chair. And so I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, why they got me in this chair, in in the end chair, like I was in last time on Hannah's season, Mental Law. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think honestly, because they knew damn sure that I wasn't going to be the bachelor at least that day. Right. Yeah. Because they were announcing Peter that day. Yeah. I don't care. Nobody say they knew and they still had me there, which was that was effed up. Mm -hmm. And because I didn't talk and ask me a question. Right. They I think they just want to see my natural reaction. Honestly. Yeah. That was it. That's I bet a hundred dollars. They just wanted to see my reaction. And if it was some something other than what I've shown to be my personality, it'd have been really good for TV, right? But I handle myself with poise, like I always will. And I think it was like, well, damn, we didn't get what we wanted from a reaction base. So mm-hmm. I used to think that was the reason why. Yeah, that personally. makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. I will say personally, I was kind of pissed than watching Peter's season and seeing what a train wreck it was and knowing it could have been you instead. Um, yeah. I feel like we had a loss. I feel like that season was such a disappointment in so many ways, <laughs> I think, personally. Peter and I are two different people. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. 
So <laughs> what has dating been like for you since Bachelor in Paradise then? So I was dating a chick in a, I will not say her name. Uh, <laughs> I was dating a chick out in Florida and I really, really liked her. Um, but like long distance, she wasn't trying to move out here. I wasn't trying to move out there for at least a couple of years. And so mm-hmm. I think that when, if I'm dating someone long distance, one of the questions I'm gonna ask is, do you foresee yourself moving down here or do I foresee myself moving there? Mm-hmm. And for us, it was no on both sides. And so we stopped that. And then she was the only person I would say I dated. I've gone on dates, but I don't consider mm-hmm. those dating. Right, right. Because I, I feel, I need a more positive word, but I feel that I'm weird. I just, gonna, I'm gonna say it. I think I'm weird when it comes to- You're quirky. I'm quirky, yeah, I, I am. <laughs> I, I, Which I think is great. Yeah, like, who wants that's someone that's thing. vanilla? Like, no. <laughs> I am straight vanilla. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. like, I'm a, yeah, I'm not. I'm the type that will go get a tattoo with you. Will have a full-on review of your resume and talk about future goals, and then want to go to a bounce castle and just be stupid and have fun. <laughs> like, I love that. Wait, Mike, what's your what's, what's your sign? What's your horoscope? I'm a Capricorn. Capricorn. Okay. Yeah. I don't really know those that well, but we always like ask. We always like, ask. Yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not experts. We just find it interesting. Okay. So then what are the qualities that you look for when you're dating someone? You know, that's funny. I want to say two things about that. I feel like I'm being talkative right now. I'm bloviating. That's the point. But, uh, that's, <laughs> <Okay>. that's the point. <laughs> that's the point, Mike. That's why you're here. <laughs> um, I feel like Another thing, I'm, I'm going to answer that question, Jim. I want to go back right quick about being in the spotlight in this position now. When people ask you questions, a part of you, in being authentic, you want to say exactly what you think. And then another part is like, I want to be inclusive of everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to answer your question, Jim. So what do I find in a, or what am I looking for? I don't want nobody twerking on like IG and like, and then they expect me to take them to see my mom, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I find some of them women attractive from a looks wise, but I'm not going to like, I'm like, nah, you know, I want a woman that's smart, like legit smart. Someone that's intelligent. Someone that might look at my LinkedIn account. I don't know. Like I want a woman that can teach me. I'm going to challenge you on that because why can't women be multifaceted? Like why can't someone, why can't someone like in, Brace their sexuality and twerk and be fun and be sexy, but then also read books and be extremely intelligent and Please. can talk to your parents. Like, why can't it be both? It 100% can be, and I want it to be both. I feel like you should. <laughs> I want it. Believe me, I want it to be both. You'll, I'm, I got a um, something coming out in like the next six months, and you'll be like, okay, I know why he wants it to be both. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, so I appreciate you for checking me on that. What I'm saying is, like, have more substance to you. Yeah, for sure. Like, hell, I've shaked, I've twerked on, on TV. <laughs> There's so, a gif of it. <laughs> yeah, I see, like, I see what you're saying. Twerking, right? so, so, like, I have no problem with someone doing it. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm also attracted to it, right? But that's not going to keep me there. Don't just be that. More. Yeah. yeah, like, have more. Like, I get it. Yes, okay. you fine. You Good sexy. answer. Like, I like it, but what else? Can you teach me something? Like, can we talk about, I'm trying to buy a 10-unit apartment complex. Can you, like, 
can we talk about that? And then later at night, you can twerk on me and I'm going to have a great time. Right? <laughs> like, can we not do both? Right. So I get. I that. just don't believe me. I want both. I want the whole thing. Like I'm writing a book after, let's say I do a, a book tour. We do a date, a book tour date. And then before or afterwards, we could go to the, we can go to the strip club afterwards. <laughs> Straight up. But I want, that's why I think I'm quirky. And that's why I think I'm weird because I am multidimensional. Right. And I'm not one way. And I feel like that's for me a bit harder because I don't think all the people that I uh, attract are that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, I appreciate you checking me on that. And yes, <laughs> I damn sure want both. I don't want someone that's <laughs> just smart and can't shake that ass. Right. right. Yeah. Of course you say I, I get I'm, it. I'm attractive. Good. <laughs> We've, been asked, We've been asked this question before then, Mike, how do you remain positive and how do you keep patience and waiting for this queen that you're looking for to arrive uh, <laughs> I, I love that i love my I'm, I'm just gonna say whatever comes to my mind i love it i was talking to somebody and we were saying it's hard being single and not being a hoe <laughs> yeah especially and, now yeah <laughs> You're goddamn right, especially right now. I'm in my apartment, solo dolo, every day. I'll be like, come on, come it's just so boring. Sometimes I just want some companionship. Can I just hold you? Mm-hmm. Like, please. And we just watch a movie. So I don't gotta be doing cringy tweets. <laughs> um, just come be come over so I don't have Twitter fingers over here. <laughs> yeah, because I'm cool, Lord. I get some wine. I put on a, a, a movie that got me thinking. Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask, can I ask a question to that question? Is that okay? Can you, can you tell someone like, Hey, I like you, you know, um, but I don't see you being my, my spouse because me, my definition of, if I'm going to date you exclusively dating you, I want you to be my girlfriend. You agree to be my girlfriend. That means I see you being my future wife in some capacity. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because I feel like a lot of people can do that. I had a situation recently where a guy wanted to date, but then I ended up needing more. I was like, if we're going to do this, I need more from you type of thing. And he was like, oh yeah, I just thought this had an end to it. I was like, no, if I'm doing this, I, I'm in it. Like I can see, I want to grow together type of thing. So thank you for saying that. I'm not, I'm not trying to date. I'm not trying to make you my girlfriend for fun. Right. I mean, obviously, I want to have fun, but you get what I'm saying, right? I want to. Yeah. Right. No, I get see that. See a future with you, right? No, that's just. Why waste your time? Why waste time? Yeah. 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 That's why, why I there's. Don't waste your time to waste my time. Just be 100. Be like, yo, I like you, Jen, but I don't like you to be my future wife. We right. can have fun and let me make that decision, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. something that I want to do. Yeah, I think it's the communication and saying that up front. And then as long exactly. as both parties are in agreement, it's yeah. totally fine. Because you never but, know. The other person might be like, you know what? Great. Yeah, let's just have fun. Or they might be like, no, I can't. So, There's- Mike, speaking of being in your apartment alone and wanting <laughs> a companion, I wanted to ask you about your erotic novels because I know you've told yes. me about these and you brought one to Paradise. <laughs> what are they? Who's your favorite author? What do they entail? Oh How do they work? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Give us the tea. I want to know. So, Jen, see, I definitely like both, right? I like both sides. <laughs> That's true. Don't just want smart. I wanted the whole package, right? Um, wow, see. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. So, no one knows that. That's awesome. That, that, no one's got that out of me. That's really good. So, you have insider knowledge. That's pretty dope. Yeah. 
So you're talking about a book by Anne Rice. Let me see if I have <laughs> Are there pictures? Is it a picture book? I want to show you something that I probably should not. Mm. But I read, a, I read a lot of stuff. This is going to be like clickbait, good stuff for you guys. Um, when people say that like, I'm very about self-love and about um, authenticity, and then people now you, people know now that I like reading erotica and write erotica. You write it too? Uh, Amazing. Yeah, this book right here, have you heard of it? Girl boner. I haven't, but I want, mm -hmm. I'm so intrigued. Yeah. The, all about the, good, the Good Girl's Guide to Sexual Empowerment. No way. So again, Jen, I want both, believe it. <laughs> so no, because we talk about that all the time on the podcast and like, I'm a big advocate of pleasure and like mm -hmm. getting pleased in the bedroom and like owning that. I think that is a form of self-love. I mean, so. I read Fifty Shades of Grey with my mom at the same time. And both of us, I know we're getting <laughs> off to the novel and we just didn't talk about it. So I completely understand because it goes and like, describe everything and like give you pictures. How do the, is it just. Yeah. Can you give us like a, your favorite, like little snippet? Yeah. <laughs> also my favorite author is a guy named Dante Black, which is my alias. Um, <laughs> mm. No way. Um, yeah. I'm dead serious. That's my name. Dante Black. That's when I write. You've written books before is what you're saying. This is not your first book that's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I've written erotica. I've written erotica before. I love it. Yeah, I've written erotica, definitely. So. Okay. No without, one knows. I've never said that on a podcast. You, guys, you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Without giving too much away and only saying what you're comfortable with, <laughs> what is one of your fantasies? <laughs> oh, I can definitely say this. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, I want to be with... Not just a girl, but like the girl of my dreams, right? It's two different mm -hmm. types. One could be a sandwich, one could be a home cooked meal. I want the home cooked meal. And I want to be on a boat and or yacht out in the middle of somewhere dope. Uh, and I want to be on a hood of the boat with the sun coming down on us. Mm -hmm. And we just, we just getting it right there on the hood, like the waves of the ocean just hitting. Mm. God. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's like that's a sexual I, titanic that's a good one yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, into it I'm, yeah, that sounded that. lovely that. yeah thanks for sharing <laughs> amazing oh my god <laughs> so mike we yes. talked about those books what is your new book that's coming out about yes my new book i almost just told you the title can't say that we would have edited it out for you don't worry I, i'd appreciate that um <laughs> My new book, well, my debut book, um, highly anticipated debut book, is about self-love, how to obtain self-love, how to boss up, how to get the things that you deserve out of life. I would say the spine of the book is about me, but then the full body of the book is teaching lessons and exercises that you can do, mantras that you can do. Every time I go on a podcast, everyone always asks me, how do I stay so positive? How do I always smiling? So there's definitely things in the book that I have done personally and that I do, I said do-do, <laughs> that I do, <laughs> do personally. And my book, I promise you, will definitely change lives. It's, Aww. I feel like I have a chip on my shoulder because I am a reality TV personality. Mm -hmm. So most people that write a book that come from reality TV, they talk about their time on reality. This is not my book at all. I am a 100% author. And so that's why I feel like I have a chip on my shoulder because I'm not trying to reach the people that know me because the people that know me, 
and the ones that love me, they're going to support me. I'm trying to reach that person that has no idea who I am and they still find my book and find my book to be one of their greatest books of all times for them. Okay. And so I, my book is definitely a serious book about love for yourself, you know, love self, love yourself and how to obtain it and showing compassion, showing grace, right? Um, I, I do talk about some things that I have done that were definitely stupid that I am embarrassed about. Um, but I want people to know that the man as before you today is 32 year old man or 31 when I was on TV had to go through some stupid shit to become the man that I am. For sure. And I think it takes a lot to admit to that. And it, there's so much strength and vulnerability and having the ability to say, yeah, I did X, Y, and Z and it was wrong and I've grown from it. I think there's so much power in that. I've told you this before, but you are absolutely bigger than reality TV. So I'm very oh, yeah, happy that you're writing this book and it was unfortunate that you weren't our bachelor and I feel like we had those missed opportunities, but I feel like what you're doing and what you're going to take from this is going to be so much bigger than what you could have done in that aspect. Like Mike for president, like let's go yeah. higher than that. <laughs> let's keep aiming bigger. I think it's really awesome what you're doing. I love yeah. that you're helping people. Me too. The fact that you have a book about self-love is so important too, because I truly believe until you fully love yourself, until your cup is fully full, you can't give you have nothing to give to someone Absolutely. so i 100%. think it will help people get themselves to that point so that they can find love or if they are already in it that they can give more to their partner so i think it's so important and i i can't wait to read it seriously thank you for that so that's so true i would go further and say it's not even just about for your partner right it could be for you to love yourself to where you demand that pay raise mm -hmm. right right especially especially for you know, the, the women audience, right? One of the biggest things, women don't make as much men, which that shit needs to change, right? But a part of that, I need you to love yourself and know your work, mm -hmm. right? And demand that you get paid more at your nine to five, right? Love yourself and know that, right? Self-love has no boundaries, right? We're not talking strictly love yourself before you can love someone else, which is true, but it goes beyond that. Yeah. Love yourself so that you can give your, yourself compassion if you were a drug addict in the past, right? And so that you could be a great mom or a great father, right? It goes so deep. Um, so that you, if you're a dude and you have gynoplasty, right? Or male boobs, right? Love yourself and know that you are different and that you can take your shirt off at the pool, right? Love yourself and, and laugh at your, laugh at your differences, right? I was, uh, last week, I was with a white girl. I was, and I was with a, I think she was a Latina and I have, we were laughing at this situation, I'm about to tell you. I have like brown freckles in my lips, right? And I think it's cute. Other people probably talk shit about it me on the Thank you, Sydney. So <laughs> I, have, I have brown freckles in my lips. The other girl has uh, alopecia, right? Alopecia, mm -hmm. I might not say it properly. And then, the, and then the other girl has like red freckles all over her neck and stuff, right? And her shoulders. And we were just laughing at the situation because all of our, all of our differences we like them, you know? And that's what I want people to realize about self-love. I need, like, I think it's one of the dopest things ever. Uh, I saw a dude, he had got bit by a shark, and so he has, like, a little nub right here. Mm -hmm. But he turned his nub into, like, a dope-ass tattoo. And now, I was hating because I wanted it. Mm -hmm. I, I just find it so cool when people embrace their differences and embrace 
their uniqueness, right? Yeah, it's huge. It's how you show up in the world. And that's going to start with you and how you feel about yourself. And that, that will change the energy that you bring into every room, like no matter what. 100%. And I also love the fact that you're showing this part of a masculine man because you represent like a masculine man when someone looks at you, yeah. but you also have this like soft side and you embrace it and you yeah. show it to the world. So I think that is very Which powerful. I think is so strong. I think it, like people who don't show those sides are like weaker, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Uh, yeah. I'm going to stop talking. No, keep, don't stop. <laughs> Love it. I haven't, I haven't seen Sydney in forever, so I can talk. I know we did this. This is what we did all the time on the beach, but no one saw that. We just, you saw us do <laughs> cartwheels. I need a fucking banana split, and that was it. I don't I love know. It. We did talk a lot. Um, Mike, before you go, we have our final questions to ask you, and that's all she wrote. Um, okay, first question: What is a non-negotiable that you have for yourself in life or in a relationship? No victim mindset for myself. Period. And in a relationship, uh, I am not with somebody that smokes cigarettes. I can like you, but baby, you can't be in my bed. Sorry. Nasty. <laughs> um, what's something that keeps you up at night? All the, all the businesses that I have going on that no one knows about yet. And the fact that I don't have someone to hold. Crying. <laughs> oh. mm. What gets you out of bed in the morning? My future kids. Uh, being living the life that I want I want to be free and when I say free I'm talking about like uh, financially free so I can do whatever I want in this world which is like travel the world and be a dope ass human who's someone that inspires you the most I would say the people that inspire me the most are the people that nobody knows the people that have done stupid shit and I've learned from them what's a mantra or a motto that you live by the only easy day was yesterday Mm. people don't want to expect me to say that because it's not the most optimistic sounding thing, but I feel that if you make yourself understand the only easy day was yesterday, what you're really saying is when the next bullshit happens, I'm good. The only easy day was yesterday anyway. I'm going to get through this just like I got through that. Mm. I'm going to keep on moving forward. Love that. And last question, what's something bad that you do to help yourself feel good? I love being butt-ass naked and screaming the top of my lungs around my house. It's my favorite song. Like, I love that. Yeah. I'm so honest. If, I, if you're my neighbor and I'm screaming, it's, I'm naked and I'm just singing my song and it makes me happy. I what love that. Mike, before you go, can you just tell everyone your social media and when your book may be coming out, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Uh, my social media handle is Mike underscore Johnson on IG. And I'm known for what? What what would be the one thing I'm known for on TV? What do I do? You're smiling. So my book comes around, my book comes out sometime around that. Okay. Has something to do with that. Yeah. All right. I like it. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. You're like, what did you say? I'm like, I'm going to have to go decode that with some pen and paper. Yeah. Wait. So wait, when is it coming out though? Does it have, is there a date? He doesn't know. He's not going to tell us. Oh, you're not going to tell us. Okay. Okay. His IG says fall 2021, right? All right. No, fall 2020. 2020. Yeah. Where am I? Fall 2020. Got it. You'll find out probably next week. Oh, okay. (laughs) One thing to look forward to in quarantine. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely so. Thank y'all so, so much. Thank you, Mike.